emanating from www.michaelnimmons.com. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. This is Michael Eric Dyson. This is Rochelle Riley, straight out of Detroit. This is Dr. Victoria Dooley at Dr. Dooley MD. What up, everybody? It's your boy, comedian Jay Stevens. This is Frederick D. Haynes III. I am Justin Coates, an author and anti-bullying activist. I am Pam Perry. Hey, everybody. This is Rochelle V. Mann, CEO of Man Made Productions. This is Bree Diane, international evangelist. Hey, this is Candace Pretty Strange Smith. And what's up? This is Ty Scott King. I was cracking Planet Earth. It's your boy Griff, comedian, author, motivational speaker, entrepreneur, philanthropist, but a Jesus Christ lover. You understand me? And you're listening to Thinking Out Loud Radio with my homeboy, Michael Nemeth. Check him out right here. Go ahead, Mike. Give him that good, good. I want you to give a warm Thinking Out Loud Radio Show welcome to Emmy Award winning WXYZ Channel 7 anchor woman and new friend of the show, Miss Carolyn Clifford. Well, thank you, Michael, and what a nice introduction. So happy to be here. You know what I've got to do. i got to check out my man, Michael Nimmons, who is handling his business as he drops that knowledge. I like that because Frederick Douglass, for whom I'm named, says that knowledge unfits us for slavery. Truth sets us free. If you want to be free, you want to be like Mike. Check out the best radio show online. You're locked in right now to our listening. You're tuned into the... And without thinking about it, guess what? I'm thinking out loud right here on a Thinking Out Loud radio show. And if you want to stay in the know, you better be listening to Thinking Out Loud radio show. You're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Check out Thinking Out Loud. Thinking Out Loud radio show. Thinking Out Loud radio show. Don't you dare touch that dial. The Thinking Out Loud radio show with Michael Nimmin. Featuring author, motivational speaker, and minister, Michael Nimmin's. Minnesota to London, England, from New Zealand to New York City. Black Lives Matter and I Can't Breathe are the sentiment of people around the world. Dr. King was right. Injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. We must do everything we can to continue to march, protest, and rally for justice. Let us march on until victory is won. An important message from the Thinking Out Loud radio show.
to another edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show, and I'm your host, author, motivational speaker, and minister, Michael Nimmons. And you're tuned in to the show that's giving voice to issues that matter to you. Hey guys, we want to say happy Tuesday to everybody. This is the second week in June. We're so happy that you've tuned in to yet another edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We're so very happy that you've taken some time out of your day to spend it with us. We've got another great show in store for you. We're going to be sharing with you part two of the state of Christian hip hop during tonight's show, guys. We had a tremendous discussion uh, with some of the industry's best and gifted artists, uh, Dice Gamble, Ty King, Double ATL, Steph Swig, Good Son, B. Rutt. Shouts out to all you guys. Epic. We thank you so much for uh, participating in the forum. Uh, we had a couple weeks ago and we just want to say again thank you for tuning in to tonight because we're going to be sharing with you part two of this insightful and informative discussion and part two of this discussion we're going to be uh, talking about George Floyd and Christian hip hop and how uh, Christian hip hop can play a part in uh, bringing some healing to our nation during this time of crisis so got a lot to talk about and share with you during tonight's show so I hope you will uh, stay tuned because that'll be coming up in just a little bit Speaking of George Floyd, at the time of this recording on Tuesday, June the 9th, um, they're having his national uh, funeral uh, that's being held, I believe, in Houston, Texas. Uh, the uh, Reverend Al Sharpton is eulogizing uh, George Floyd uh, for the last time. And uh, during tonight's show, we're going to be sharing with you a eulogy he gave during one of his memorial services in Minneapolis, Minnesota. The very powerful uh, excerpt we'll be sharing with you you where he also talked about uh, an event coming up this August the 28th the 57th anniversary of the I have a dream speech in uh, Washington the March on Washington uh, that took place August 28th 1963 uh, they're going to be going back to Washington and um, and going back uh, with the police brutality as the main issue that is uh, on the docket uh, to be addressed in Washington. And we're going to be sharing with you an excerpt of Reverend Al's eulogy for tonight's thought of the week. And again, speaking of George Floyd, we are pleased to announce that all four officers have been formally charged and uh, Derek Chauvin, uh, his charges have been upgraded to a second degree murder, uh, which is, I believe, a more appropriate charge for uh, what uh, he uh, did ultimately in killing George Floyd um, and the other three officers involved are charged with second um, accessory to second degree murder, which again, I believe are appropriate charges for all four uh, former police officers uh, in the Minneapolis, Minnesota PD. And also, the Minneapolis, Minnesota City Council has voted to disband uh, the um, Minnesota Police Department, Minneapolis, Minnesota Police Department, which is a... Um, 
amazing development that's come out of uh, the murder of George Floyd at the hands of those four former police officers. And, uh, you know, to me, it just lets me lets us know that police brutality in the black community is at the top of uh, the Minneapolis, Minnesota City Council's, uh, you know, list of things to do. It is top on their agenda. And I also understand that the mayor of Minneapolis, Minnesota, uh, is um, against this uh, move. But uh, it again, lets us know that uh, they are serious about making changes, uh, sweeping changes uh, in the uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota uh, Police Department. Also, guys, uh, we are very, very excited about next Tuesday, June the 16th. That's right, guys. Uh, We are celebrating our 160th show, 160 episodes. I cannot believe it either. So 160 shows. We're going to be celebrating it in a big way. We have uh, a very special guest that's going to be with us on next Tuesday at 8 p.m. We're going to be sharing with you a very powerful interview we had with author and professor Dr. Peniel Joseph, uh, the author of The Sword and Shield, uh, The Revolutionary Lives of Malcolm X and Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., a very powerful book we highly recommend that you read. Uh, He is a tremendous uh, author. We talk about uh, the civil rights movement, uh, discussing the civil rights movement all the way to George Floyd uh, during this interview on next Tuesday, June the 16th, guys. The interview that we did with Dr. Peniel Joseph uh, was also uh, videoed and recorded for uh, Thinking Out Loud TV. So we're going to be sharing with you uh, that interview, not just on our Thinking Out Loud radio show, but also our Thinking Out Loud TV show. That's right. Our rebranded, newly rebranded YouTube channel, Thinking Out Loud TV. This interview is also going to be posted on there very, very soon. But this coming Tuesday, June the 16th, we're going to be talking with uh, the incomparable uh, author and professor, Dr. Peniel Joseph. He's been making his rounds uh, on PBS and a lot of different uh, mainstream media circles. And we're so happy that he allowed us an opportunity to interview him to discuss this very powerful and insightful book about these two iconic civil rights leaders. Can't wait to share that with you. Mark your calendars again next Tuesday, June 16th at 8 p.m. We're sharing with you this powerful interview we have with Dr. Peniel Joseph, author of The Sword and Shield, The Revolutionary Lives of Malcolm X and Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. You don't want to miss it. Remember to follow us on all of our social media outlets on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash thinking out loud radio show. Uh, also on Instagram and Twitter at TOL Radio Host MSN or TOL Radio Show. Guys, we would love to hear from you or visit our website at michaelnemons.com. We got a lot of great things in store and coming up on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And the best way to keep in touch with us is 
this Again Follow us on all of our Social media platforms Well guys We're going to take our first break Of the night But when we come back We're getting right into part two And the powerful conclusion Of the state of Christian hip hop You don't want to go anywhere You're tuned in To one of the Hottest radio shows online It's a Thinking Out Loud Radio show We'll be right back You're tuned in To the Thinking Giving voice to issues that matter to you. Hi, my name is Maya, and you're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with radio show host and my daddy, Michael Nimmons. You better listen to that little girl. Vision should be the next book you purchase. Written by radio host and minister, Michael Nimmons. Vision is an insightful, thought-provoking book that is also a helpful tool in getting you to see your life through God's eyes. Vision Endorsed by best-selling authors Dr. Eddie Connor and Kim Brooks and mega-pastor Bishop Charles H. Ellis III. Vision is a life-changing book that you need in your personal library. Get your copy today. Available everywhere books are sold online or at michaelnimmons.com. Get your copy today. Vision. Vision. I know times are tough. We have a lot going on right now. This is uncharted territory. But remember, God is still in control. Radio host Michael Nemes with a word of encouragement just for you. We're going to get through this together. Let's remember those who are on the front lines tackling this virus head on. Our thoughts and prayers are with you. You are the real heroes. And to those who've lost loved ones because of the virus, we are still yet praying for you. Those who tested positive for the virus, this is not your end. You are going to get through this. We are going to get through this. Let's do what we can to stay positive, stay connected, stay home, stay healthy, and most importantly, stay safe. An important message from the Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. Congratulations to Pastor Michael Nimmons for over 20,000 streams and downloads. Rate, review, and subscribe to the Thinking Out Loud radio show podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Radio.com, and MichaelNimmons.com. Tune in today. The Thinking Out Loud radio show giving voice to issues that matter to you. Don't, 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 don't touch that dial. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. So I know you guys are enjoying our uh, our panel discussion, state of Christian hip hop, man. I'm just enjoying it. I'm, I'm just uh, 
enjoying Dice the conversation. Dice didn't get her answer in there. She always oh, Dice, speaking. I'm sorry. I'm, yeah, I don't she didn't. Oh, no, you're fine. <laughs> no, no, you're, hey, no, you're fine. I, I was just a little jealous. Everyone had all these superstars at their first uh, hit, Christian hip-hop experience. I was I was at the mall. I was at Jay's, Jay's church. Y'all, um, I know. Well, you might yeah. not remember when Jay, Jay at, had the church up at Discover, Discover Mills. Mills Mall. Oh, Discover yeah, Mills. of course. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. And I, I, wor- that. I was working there. Yeah, I was a mm-hmm. uh, manager at uh, Easy Spirit, and um, somebody was walking by, passing out flyers, and mm-hmm. here we go again. Do you know Jesus? I'm like, man, Jesus is hunting me down. And that was my first time. <laughs> yeah, I, I rolled down on the corner, and they were just turned up. Turned up in the church in the mall. And first of all, I've never seen yep. a church in a mall. In the mall. And yep. then sec yeah, second of all, just to have so many people rapping about Christ, it was amazing. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. That was my first That was your experience. first experience? Wow. That's crazy. Oh, I thought, I thought crazy. you were already in it by that time. Mm. No, I mean I I was into myself and <laughs> that was two thousand and that was two thousand and four. You know, two thousand and four. Yep. Wow. I forgot to mention yep. that Dice was the first lady of CHH. Wow. Right? The building. Wow. <laughs> and then, and then, well, you hip-hop, probably want to say Christian, probably. Christian hip hop royalty. Royalty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's nothing. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. We are no, humbled it, it, by your presence. <laughs> Oh, come on now. It's a blessing to just get to do what I get to do. I love doing what I yeah. do. And so when you can couple your faith with your passion and what you love to do, like that's yeah. just, it's just a thing. And it's great. And I, so. I know I said that, but I don't want anybody to think that you were like the first female ever to rap CHH. No, of no, course we know. Never but, so tell them, <laughs> what, tell them what you were the first lady of, just to clarify. Well, I mean, I, I think I, most of you know, um, I had distribution through Holy Hip Hop. So that was my my first album was through Holy Hip Hop, EMI uh, Gospel. So that was just a yeah, terminology. I'm the first lady at Holy Hip Hop because I'm over there holding down for the ladies at yeah. Holy Hip Hop. Mm-hmm. So right, that's right, kind of right. how that came about. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of how Wilson that came about. Yeah, that's right. Sam, Eddie Velez, all of them. Yeah. Marco, all of them. Yeah, that's right. He's, he almost stopped us from fighting at the Holy Hip Hop Awards. Almost. Uh oh. Almost. <laughs> you know how long? You know how long we have to wait. You know, you, you like we we were there one Saturday and our our slot was super late. And we kept coming in and out of the arena, coming back to talk to the time people. And they were saying, well, you know, y'all, it's like 10 people in front of y'all. And I, look, I, I swear, I think, I think, um, Mr. Dale, shout out to Mr. Dale. Look, they, hey, Dale. I, I promise they was on the stage about 10 different times with 10 different people. Oh, man. That's my man. Right, Mr. Dale. And, um, wow. so the last time we left from behind the stage and we came back about two people later, the guy was like, um, well, we called for y'all, and it was like we've been coming back here and forth all day long. You know, we flew all the way from Detroit, and you know, and and the guy basically was like, "Nah, y'all ain't going." Uh. We probably we probably know who that guy about, was, y'all. Yeah, I, about, and, I was going to say know. I was going to say that. <laughs> and then and yeah, was like, I was say that. Danny Danny came out the office and was like, "What's mm-hmm. going on?" And we told him, and he was like, uh, "I never forget it. It's a guy named uh, Deacon Daz. He was up. They were like, who's up?'" It's oh, like Deacon wow. Daz is up. 
It's like y'all next. So we were out there performing. We were mad in the mug. We were out there <laughs> mad ministering at the Holy Hill. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I'm gonna I, I wanna uh, kind of shift gears a bit and and um, and talk a little bit about um, the evolution of of Christian hip hop. We, we talked a lot about um, you know our first experiences and why we do what we do as a CHH artist, but um, I, I, my, my next question kind of deals with, um, you know, the evolution of, of Christian hip hop. You know, can you believe that Christian hip hop has, has barely, has gone from being barely uh, played in, in churches around the country to now being featured on ESPN shows and commercials? I can't believe it. And stage is as big as the Super Bowl. What do you think of the evolution of of CHH? And before you answer, Bizzle, uh, one of my favorite artists, has um, a a line in the song, Lucky You, off of his new album, The Messenger 4, that says, God over money, we don't come to play. You thought Christian hip-hop was soft, but you're going to learn today. Now, this question speaks to to the evolution of Christian hip-hop and that it was a perception early on, I'm sure many of you know about it, that Christian hip hop was soft, uh, it was it was weak, you know, uh, it was whack. And and I, I wanna know from you guys, um, you know, kind of talk about the evolution of it and how, you know, it went from being soft to, you know, in many cases being, uh, uh, you know, really raw and real. Uh, so, so I, I want to, I kind of want to know, you know, you know, where, where, where Christian hip hop was and, and for many of you, and, 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 and we talked about some of our first events and how we were able to relate to it, but, um, uh, where we are, where we are now. And it's, 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 it seems raw, it's real, it's in your face. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what is it for you guys that, um, that uh, about his evolution and 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 what do you think of it? You know, and uh, and, and and all of that good stuff. Now, in my opinion, it, I don't think it was ever soft. I'm you don't just think it was soft. I, I, I gotta yeah. say that like, I don't think it was ever right. soft. I think it was necessary. You gotta uh-huh. take into consideration. Back in the day, people were looking at hip hop very negatively. Um, there mm-hmm. were artists like Stephen Wiley and Michael Peace that were being called. Now, you got to take into consideration, anybody ever paid attention to Stephen Wiley or Michael Peace, these guys do not look like somebody that would um, be intimidating. You know, Stephen Wiley wrapped Mm -hmm. in suits, but there were times where they were knocked down, drag out fights because they thought that he was bringing the devil into the church. Mm -hmm. So we got to take into consideration, it wasn't soft, it was necessary. They were willing to do whatever it took to get the gospel uh, forth in that particular environment when hip hop really had a very negative stigma. Mm-hmm. Um, there were a lot of artists aside from those that um, probably might've came off soft or preachy or whatever that were a lot harder. Um, but we have a tendency to look past those particular individuals. Um, I think it's really important that we understand um, the history and that for every Stephen Wiley and Michael Peace, they were ETW, they was PID, 
Um, but then you got the next generation that came right behind, which was the gospel gangsters that to me didn't show no sign of being soft. No, uh, not at all. And <laughs> other artists like um, T-Bone and SFC. SFC was never soft. Freedom of Soul was never soft. Idol King was never soft. So mm -hmm. I just I just felt like I needed to say that. Now, of course, I have my mm -hmm. opinion about where the music is right now, uh, <laughs> but uh, which might not be, you know, um, uh, uh, appreciated by everybody. But Go ahead, say it. So, so I'll just stay like this. So um, <laughs> I'm just want to make sure that everybody know, like, go back and listen to these artists. The DC Talks maybe was soft, but like the Dynamic Twins and these groups were not soft. So now I think that the reason why we are, are everybody still there? Yeah. 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 Okay. The reason where <laughs> where it's kind of double is kind of getting a little dark there. It's like it's getting. Is it nighttime where you are? Oh yeah, I'm out. I'm out. I'm outside. Yeah, I'm outside. It's it's getting a little I, dark out here. But yeah. Okay. Now, the thing, All right. The one thing I'll just say, and it's almost like I'm just going to kind of throw a bomb out there, but I think that we have evolved in reference to quality, technical technical quality. Um, the the beats are better than they once were. Um, the the technology to record is a lot better. It gives a lot of people the opportunity to have a somewhat of a level playing field, even though the world has kind of took it up a notch. Um, but I think the reason why we've been embraced so heavily now is because we've watered down the message. Mm -hmm. um, and we've made the message to be able to be palatable by a group of people that normally wouldn't have em embraced the message due to the fact that we don't really talk the gospel. So it's like two sides to it. We're not trying to convict our audience anymore. We're trying to be their friend or, or, or them be our fans. Uh, and, and it's a little easier because some of us, especially within the genre, are not pursuing God at the level that we should. So it's easy to present a watered down material if we're watered down ourselves in reference to pursuing God. So I think that a lot of things have gotten better, but I also think that a lot of things have gotten worse. Now, I think um, like, like what you were saying um, about it not being soft, I, I mean, it's a lot of us that are in this game that got real testimonies. So, you know, so it's like, to say soft, I think is I think I understand where he was coming from, and um, <laughs> mm -hmm. and I don't always necessarily agree with some of the things that Bizzle says. Um, mm -hmm. And me and him have had even arguments about that, but we mm. have come to understandings of, of how I feel and how he feels. But you know, I don't I don't I think soft is I think it just kind of plays into a kind of some rhetoric that is not really true. Like we not soft, we we messengers of the gospel. You. You can't be soft and stand here. You know, if, um, yeah. if mm -hmm. even if you want to continue to have a career in Christian hip hop, like it takes strength. Mm -hmm. Like, and right. even in hip hop mm -hmm. and even in mainstream hip hop, like, you know, if you want to say soft and not soft, most of the new generation of hip hop will be considered soft from our stand, mm -hmm. from our standards of how we grew up and the type of rappers that we grew up. Um, but I, but I think like. I think like what he was saying, what DeAndre was saying about the excellence of the music. Um, Ty, you remember when we was doing our thing and we used to get like massacred and judged oh. for using mainstream oh beats. Oh my like, gosh. There was so, we, 
Yeah, we was were a lot putting of, out yeah. mixtapes, what, 15, yeah. 20 years ago? Right. And people yeah. were like, no, you can't. Like, they yeah. were literally telling us, you can't do that. When I was in Platinum so, Souls, that's yeah. all we heard all the time. Right. But we were like, whatever, the streets, yeah. judge me by my fruit. Well, if it's not bearing yeah. fruit, then that's mm-hmm. different. So, but it's bearing fruit. I'm, so yeah, I'm interjecting. I, I'm, inter- I'm, I'm interjecting. <laughs> I agree. Thank, thank, no, I, I that's my brother from another mother. I was waiting yeah. on somebody to say, we have never been soft. If anything, nah, we don't. have been the hardest people <laughs> because we're typically from the streets. We're typically from, mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're rebellious. You know, we were the ones mm-hmm. who were like, it has to be something that I can go take to my people and pull them and right. get them to listen. Like our, our speech and our language and where we from is, is a hundred times grittier than the average minister. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Only, only, only from history. And it was only because and this is what the first brother was saying. We had to cater to the church, and the church wouldn't let us in unless right. we did something softer. But that's not mm-hmm. who we, that's not what we wanted to do. But it's like, dang, either I'm going to get exposure and get to get in here and pray for these kids and minister to these kids and, and do, do some music or not. So I have to kind of have at least one or two songs mm-hmm. that isn't in their face so much and ain't going to scare the mother's board and the deacon board. And then, you know, so it's like, we, we, so it's, I, I'm just in my defense, uh, ain't nothing soft about me. And I, and I, and I've never wanted to, I've never wanted to be soft because the way that I, I shared my testimony with you, God was very aggressive with me and come, mm-hmm. yeah, I need you on team Jesus. But he knew that, Hey, this girl ain't going to come. My father was a preacher. I didn't, I didn't, yeah. I didn't serve God because my father was a preacher or I was raised in a church. I was in the church like I am not doing this. <laughs> so it, right. so for me, this is just me on my ramble and in defense of all CHH artists out there. Yeah. I think we have a higher level of passion because we do know that souls are the mission. So that right. automatically has us, in, you know, we're all, already turned up uh, after notch. And then we love music. So, you know, we, you know, but, it, with yeah. all that, that's all I'm trying to say is I don't think we've ever been taught. I think we had to pick because of, because of the because of where we could go, we had to pick because of where we could go. So we had to be all things Amen. in that moment. You know? Right. Now, let me clarify because uh, you know that was his that was a line in his song. But but you all did you all don't feel like you know uh, when you know the secular artists looked at at Christian hip hop that was one of the things that they that they that that was one of the things they said about. Uh, about the genre that it was soft, that it was that it was whack, you know. Well, I heard from within the genre. This is somebody who's yeah. coming from being a poet and like whole, mm-hmm. moving to Atlanta, going holy hip hop, and meeting all these people. I heard more than once, "Oh, Christian rap that's that stands for crap." In the genre, yeah. not anybody <laughs> outside, outside of it. Right. <laughs> like, wait a minute, do y'all do this? Like, for real? Right. This this right. is what y'all think yeah. of what y'all are doing. So yeah. right. I, I I don't know though. Maybe I just people tell me I'm intimidating. I don't even know how that happens. <laughs> but maybe they just don't want to say nothing to me. But um, I I heard it more from within than without. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Shouts I'm, out to uh, Kim Pratt who's watching us now. She's I was about to ask y'all, do y'all know Kim? Because she's in yeah. Detroit. Kim. 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 Absolutely. She needs to be on this panel, too. Mike yeah. and uh, Ty, I wanted to uh, touch on the question <clears throat> about the evolution of the genre. I I am, mm-hmm. like, so proud of 
where come on this now. Come from where this come from because there was a time I remember in the uh in the nineties in the early two thousands where before I even got started, when I was like 14, when I was like 13, 14, I was discouraged to pursue because um, I've had relatives that was like, the church ain't going to accept it because it's rap. And the world gonna, right. ain't going to accept it because it's gospel. So I was discouraged until I went to that truth concert and was like, yo, I can mm-hmm. do this. But mm-hmm. there was a time where... Uh, I feel like it was only accepted from the black church. Mm. You know what mm. I mean? Slowly. But now to see that the majority of the t- big tour dates are done. If you look at uh, one was six, you, when you look at uh, Reach Records, they doing huge churches and venues that are non-denominational uh, white churches, huge, right. and it's big, and it's like whoa. You know, I I wouldn't have thought, you know, fifteen years ago, you know, in the nineties, early two early two thousands, that it would have evolved like this. I wouldn't have thought that. So to see it um, in venues like that, and like was mentioned, um, I think it's. NF song that's on like ESPN and like it's yeah, it's yeah, evolved yeah. greatly. It's evolved greatly. You know what I mean? So old stages. Yeah, absolutely. And um, yeah, I think it has evolved. Uh, something that uh, I think Brother DeAndre said was, uh, I do believe it has been watered down and tainted a bit. Um, I feel like. Um, in a in a late in a, in the early nineties and um, when it moved to the two thousands, I do believe that it was a lot more raw and straight to the point. Now I feel like I feel like it's weak now. I do because I feel like it's very commercialized. I feel like it is commercialized in a lot of ways. For example. Um, I feel does like popularity equal commercialization because is that are those two things even being considered? Is it because it's popular wise being thought of as commercial or is it just commercial because no, they really no, ain't saying much? <laughs> not at all. For example, like was uh, I can't remember who mentioned it before, but uh, I think it was DeAndre that was saying that uh, he had a deal on the table that they wanted him to. Not, not say Jesus. Right. You see what I'm saying? Um, I'm not saying today's CHH artists are not saying Jesus as much. I just believe it has been uh, watered down a bit. Not and not necessarily the new CHH artists. I mean, I feel like there are, you know what I mean, some of the uncles in the, in the faith who've been doing right. it for a while, who I looked up to that. Hey, I don't feel like they as raw as they was spitting the scripture like they was. I, I just I feel like some has fell off, but um, I do believe. Let me see. Yeah, Andre said that he uh, there were uh, um, deals on the table, but some people didn't want the word Jesus mentioned. So I do feel like when it comes to uh, the CHH where we are today, I feel like a lot of the styles. Uh, are being copied 
from the secular artists. I do believe from, you know what I mean, the the styles of rap, to the way we dress, you know what I'm saying? Like I feel like I feel like uh the world uh we not that we follow them, but I feel like uh some of the CHH artists the like, yeah. they do. You feel what I'm saying? So right. I just, I feel like it's. You're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with Pastor Michael Nimmons. Don't you dare touch that dial. Stephanie D. Sanders, award-winning singer, songwriter, author, voiceover artist, and more. Heard on shows like the Tom Joyner Morning Show and the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Book Stephanie D. Sanders to voice over your podcast or radio intros or commercials. Do yourself a favor and visit stephaniedsanders.com and upgrade your podcast or radio show by booking Stephanie D. Sanders. You'll definitely be glad that you did. Black to the bone, to the core, to the root, I am to America a very strange fruit, born from a tree nearly wilted from its traps into a world content with racial labeling and criminal profiles. I search for truths that have been withheld from books produced to tell history, and it's a mystery how they missed me or people like me when our backs were broken from building this country and our hands were calloused from sowing seeds upon which men and women would bleed and still not be freed for another 300 years. I believe some mothers still cry those slaves' tears cause fear and anger run deep and get passed down through generations like heirlooms and in the heirlooms the stench of discrimination as this nation falls deeper into complacency Denying black beauty and black pride. Black lives really do matter. Here on the Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. I know you're enjoying part two of the state of Christian hip hop. Let's get back into this insightful and informative discussion. Kind of, I feel like it's watered down a bit. Double never got to finish his comment. (laughs) <laughs> oh no, nah, nah, y'all going? No, I was gonna say that we we were kind of like stopped from doing things creatively uh, back then, Ty. And um, but now it's like it's create, it's open. It's you can be as creative as you want to be now. And um, but the discipleship is lacking, and I think that's where my uh, brother DeAndre was saying like we can be as I'm saying we as. And just in general, as a genre, we can be as creative as we want to be. And there's more tools. There's better, better ways to, 
to do it. But, you know, with discipleship lacking, that's where you find a lot of the watering down. That's where you, you know, you, it, there's a lot of guys that, you know, y'all could start naming some of the young popular Christian hip hop artists. Now I've put my arm around a few of them and, and told them, things that I saw or that I've seen that I, that I didn't necessarily think was, you know, uh, the way that maybe they should be moving. And, um, but it's not mm-hmm. as legalistic as it used to be before, before yeah. you would just get straight kicked out of wherever you was at. Um, yeah. but now, yeah. you know, we got, we have to love these, these young guys coming up, you know what I'm saying? We got to love mm-hmm. on them and disciple them, even if it's from afar, because there's no, the, the guys that are, that they look up to aren't really telling them, what they need to hear. They just really kind of borrowing. I'm sorry to be so blunt, but they just kind of really borrowing from their gift and who they are and not really saying this is how we should do it. But I, but I don't think, you know, I just think the new, this new generation coming in is probably a little bit more. Um, they're just more influenced off of their peers than, than maybe we were. I think that's where, where B word was saying the sound all sounds right. the same. Um, so it's like creatively we're more open. Yeah, Try. creatively we're more like advanced, but we don't really got the big homies telling us anymore. This is the way you should move, if that makes think, sense. And I, and I think something that um, I remember saying this when I heard Jesus music. Mm-hmm. I said Lecrae <clears throat> is going to be the best thing for Christian rap and the worst thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what wow. we deal with right now is it's that because we got a chance to see how successful an MC could be. Right. And now we're trying to pursue that level of popularity and fame, but we don't take into consideration what God might have called us to. Like mm. we could easily be called to just a thousand people or a hundred people. Are we cool with that? You know what I'm saying? Right. If, we, if we were called to just 12 people, are we cool mm. with that? Right. But then when we look at somebody that, you know, all of a sudden somebody comes on the scene and gets a claim, then what happens is the same thing that always happens in hip hop. People start to follow a formula. Right. And in if our formula is not what Christ told us to do, I mm. think that we're in trouble. And then we start trying to follow other formulas and then and then we're way off the path of what God would desire for us. So, um, yeah. I think for a, most uh, of us, we were kind of like the the um, you know like the oldest child. Your parents are like really strict, so we had the church mothers like <laughs> telling us you you can't wear a hat in here. I mean, I don't remember how many churches <laughs> I almost could not minister in because the guy I was in the group with did not want to take his hat off. <laughs> so, <laughs> like so many, right? Yeah. So I think the the younger kids, it's like once you get to like your fifth kid you're like oh you want to eat that off the ground go ahead (laughs) you'll be fine so I think it's some of that like you know W you were saying and B you were saying like with the mentorship the the guidance it's a lot of that is missing and it it is up to us now because we're basically as young as we still are the elders (laughs) so Paul's been trying to get in no yeah yeah I'm sorry so I was just you know kind of pivoting on what everybody was saying but you know I don't know if you know, we are like recognized, like we live in kind of like the society where there's a, a lot of the, 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 oh, I'm trying to think of how to put it nicely. The, the, we live in like the church hurt generation. And I think some of the artists that stem from where we are now are some of the artists 
that stem from you know, like you said, those 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 church kids, those kids that don't know nothing about church, you know, or people that's been like hurt by you know religion and things like that. I remember when we were just you know when we were coming up, like you were talking about not being soft. Look, the dudes that I came up around, they they were like former street dudes. You know what I'm saying? And and people wasn't like trying to step to them like that. You know, even you know it was. I remember uh, Gospel Gangsters had a a line in the record. He said, "You can get delivered by Christ's cross and His right cross." I mean, I knew dudes that was like that. You know, for real, like, like in real life. You know what I'm saying? And, um, but but I think part of the you know not necessarily watered down, but like just like 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 he was talking about the formula. At one point, it was it was a unspoken rule. Certain things were unspoken rules in CHA, just like jewelry. Jewelry was a no no in CHA. Even though dudes could wear snapbacks and and throwback jerseys and Tims and Jordans, like jewelry was a no no in CHH. And um and even though they didn't say it, you know, you showed up, it was like here come the heathenistic dudes, you know, with the jewelry on, you know, and so it was just like like he was saying, I think that's some of the kickback was from how legalistic some of the things got. You know, mm. just like um when certain brothers fell, you know, they, it wasn't no reconciliation. Like, like they just kicked them dudes up out the group. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And so I think a lot of this is the byproduct of that because they're saying, you know, we kind of came actually full circle because it went from, like I say, street dudes to at one point you, you wasn't even official unless you were in Bible college, you know what I'm saying? And mm. so now it's back to the, you know, are people going to, uh, are people going to really believe me? You know, and, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm like this theologically astute dude. You know what I'm saying? And so I think some of this is the byproduct of that that we've came full circle from. You know, even the legalistic thing. Uh, Truth had a song called "Color Purple" that talked about how you know he was in that theological group, and there was some a group a whole other group of people that helped uh, help you know him reclaim his faith. So you know. Mm. Dice or Stefan? Yeah. Oh, Dice can go. I would say Christian hip hop is just like the church. So yeah. in the same way, yeah. So it's like we we have the wave, we have the uh, the season where it's awesome, then we have the uh, transparency season where everything's revealed and God is trying to do a work. And I think that Christian hip hop is at that place right now where now that we've had to um, shut the church down because of Corona and a whole bunch of other things, it's time for Christian hip hop artists to step their game up. And I would say the OGs especially and start to teach the younger generation. Cause I'll be honest with you um, when all the churches are open again, um, I think it's going to be a struggle to regain the youth. And I mm. think that's where we're going to come in and it's going to be, where are the artists who know how to go and pull them and really minister to them and get them back into the fold. And they, mm. you know, from a, from a place where they know the person is telling the truth, like, you know, basically like we will probably be that bridge to get the youth to kind of come back. And I see it. So that's why I'm like, it's our time right now. It's our time to change those, uh, we've been cookie cutting the music and we've been cooking, cut, cookie cutting the look. It's time to really walk in our full identity, the one that God gave us, all of us, you know, and really say, let's go. Like, let's, let's, let's go. And the time is now. So that's why we're doing what we're doing. It's, we're talking about it and then action needs to happen next week. 
but next week we need to move on some things but I, I think it's great I think for me I like the conflict I like the questions I like it and I don't I do not agree with uh, Lecrae making anything worse I think if anything people wouldn't even know Christian hip hop existed if the man never sacrificed everything so it's like it's, it's really easy to point a finger and say oh man I can't believe you got that far and then you was like huh, I don't want to be a Christian artist I want to be known as this but he's human and with all that pressure and none of us were there with him it's like he's going to say what he's going to say he already said he didn't really want to say that We, you know it was like he just didn't want the pressure and that's what a lot of us do right now is like we fall off because it's like now the pressure but I still got to carry the cross now that I know I can do clean music I don't want to do Christian hip hop anymore it's like listen the, the word is going to be preached one way or the other through rock or through us so what what are we going to do, you know, and how would they know if we don't go, you know, so they can't hear it unless we do it, so it's like I really want Christian Hip Hop to just own the moment right now and say, we know what to do we have the elders to teach us but our style's a little bit different and we know how to go get all these youth and um, that's what we need to be doing, that's the focus, you know that's why we have to really pull from the things we know, the things we've been taught, and now we can talk about purpose and mission and walk and covering, you know, and we know how to we know how to do it and relate to them and they know how to relate to us. So I feel the responsibility of it. Like it's not it's not something I wanna do it at my age. Like I'd rather just be on the beach trying to get some sun. But <laughs> it's like yeah. I'm not going to the beach for a couple reasons right now, but um, <laughs> it, is it, is. it is what it is, you know. But no, it's like I, I, you know, I know I don't. I'm not trying to lose these kids. Like, I mean, that's the only thing that really got me to come to Christ was there was a community of hip hop lovers and artists and you know rappers and poets that were like, it's okay to talk about Christ in here. You know, it's okay to use your gifts to talk about Christ. You know, so. If the, if, it, if holy hip hop didn't exist, like really, when I given my life to Christ, I I probably wouldn't even I wouldn't be doing music or anything right now, you know. No. I really wouldn't. So. All right, Stephanie, you want to have the last word? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take it. Yeah. Um, since you since you do the Christian nightclub, it's like you know. Yeah, I, I, I might have I might have a voice or two, something to say. Um, okay. For me, I think um, I think everybody's point has validity in every aspect of what they said. From it being all in your face to it being um, lack of discipleship to it being even watered down. Um, me, I think it's great. When I first came in. I, I loved it in your face, punching the face with Jesus and Bible talk. I loved it. It was to me, it's like sermons over beats. I loved it. And also I liked it when it got to the point where they wasn't, everybody wasn't, cause to me, it felt like everybody was like, give you just one topic. And then as it evolved, I seemed like to me, it felt like you got more variety. Now you got relationship principles. You got, you know, sex before marriage principles. It, it seemed like it got more about preaching about the godly lifestyle versus just about God himself. And I had no problem with that. Um, one thing I will say, I think I think it's dope that uh, Lecrae is where he is. I think I think he's doing a great job as far as infiltrating the um, the whole genre of hip hop. Ain't that what we're supposed to do? So I didn't have a problem with him, you know, shaving a title. I don't care what title you put on anything. The fruits just tell tell you what it is. Um, I think I, the biggest thing I have a problem with now is even at this height, like. Um, 
I like where things go. I saw I heard Lecrae's song in a movie. I was watching Black and Blue. His song was like the first song that came out. I thought that was the dopest thing to me. Yeah, and we come a long way. Uh, I think okay. that's great. And then I, I give you all the positive stuff and I get to my, my negative complaint. Um, <laughs> I like where it's at. I think it's more palatable, palatable, uh, palatable now. I think I think when I fir- when it first came in, it's Christian hip hop seemed like a separate genre than hip hop. And that was cool. But now the artists, the songs I hear, sound like a song I would actually hear on the radio. And I think that's dope. And I would say in the beginning, Christian hip hop didn't seem like it had its own identity to a lot of other people because every rapper I heard in Christian hip hop, somebody was saying, well, this is the Christian Jay-Z. This is the Christian Nas. This is the Christian right, this person. This right, is the Christian. Right. Now, I don't hear that anymore. Now I hear this is Lecrae. This is Bizzle. This is whoever. And now it's like, they got, the, mm-hmm. we have our own identity. I think that's amazing. The only mm-hmm. problem I see currently is the lack of community and unity. That's one thing I really miss. We talked about the Holy Hip Hop Awards. Everybody's coming together and embracing each other and support each other's songs and events. It was amazing. I don't see that. Even even a Christian club owner, I don't see that type of unity anymore. You know, you get a few handfuls of pockets here and there. You get a few clicks here and there. But the overall unity, like, I don't even understand why in Atlanta with so many artists here, so rich for artists and Christian hip hop artists as well, that we still don't have the Holy Hip Hop Awards or award shows where everybody comes together and just just have like a great time. Now you got, like I said, you get little pockets of events here and there, but you don't have nothing on the same level as the Holy Hip Hop Awards anymore. And I miss that, but I do miss the community and I do, I, I see a lot of the vision. I see, I see, I, I said for years, I say Christian hip hop eats their own rappers. So if this rapper get on the interview and he say something you don't like, now he's not a Christian. You know, you, you get this rapper say one thing you don't like, he's not a Christian. I don't, I don't even see that in secular hip hop. I just see, you know, that's his opinion. That's his opinion. We respect that. But when it came to Christian hip hop, it's like we're too busy arguing with ourselves that we forget to go forward with the mission. Mm. So I think I see it in secular. It. I don't know. I, I think it's totally in secular hip hop, but I agree that it definitely shouldn't be. We should be different. Okay. But. That's my two cents. Thanks. Well, I, know my, I, I know Michael. We have a, a lot of other questions, so I'll, I'll lean to you to to guide us. So, so we're running so low on time. I, I yeah, I, I'm really um, enjoying this conversation, guys. Um, just um, you know, listening to you, listening to you guys um, chop it up about CHH and its evolution. And again, we have a number of questions that we could possibly get to on tonight, but I really want to, to, to take the last half an hour that we have left and talk about what's going on in America, what's going on in this country, because um, even though I think this conversation is a welcome distraction from um, the last few days that have uh, taken place, you know, it's all over CNN, it's on YouTube, and, you know, we've been inundated with what's going on in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and how it is um, affected just about every corner of this country and in pockets of the world, dare I say. And so um, I I want to, you know, uh, begin to talk about uh, this, uh, what what happened, of course, to to George George Floyd, his murder, uh, at the hands of this white police officer, David Chauvin, um, and and how, you know, what are your initial thoughts about this? Uh, how has it impacted you? And and ultimately, what do you think as a CHH artist? I, I, Steven mentioned something about community. 
And, and that's something that resonated with me. You know, how do you, how do you think CHH can, can come together in some way to help this nation heal? Because, um, you know, this, this, this is, 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 is I, we, we are, we're at a, we're at a very volatile place right now. And, you know, the Bible says, if my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my yeah. face and turn from their wicked ways, then will they hear from heaven and I will heal the land. And I think that's one advantage that you as CHH artists have over the world, over secular artists, you have something uh, that you that 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 you've been gifted with that you can share to bring healing to a, a world that's that's in peril. So I want to know what you first of all what your initial thoughts are about what's going on and how you think CHH can help. Well, I, I know Double had a song that I actually just posted on. Um, on my stories recently, I feel like it's music. That's what we've been gifted to do, right? But um, so I kind of wanted him to kick it off because I think his song really speaks to a lot of what's going on right now. Wow. You're yeah. muted, Doug. You muted. All right. Sorry about that. I was, um, I put a few songs out like between 2016 and 17, um, touching on, you know, a lot of the same stuff that we've seen this week. And, um, and it kind of just broke, even though 16, 2016, 17 wasn't that long ago for us to just keep like having to see the same stories. It just kind of numbs you after a while. And it's almost like, Oh, it's another one, another hashtag, another instance. So I, I was on a Facebook call before this one and I was telling the person I was on a call with that, you know, it's almost like I'm still processing. Like I'm still in the process, processing moment of trying to figure out, you know, how I feel like just heartbroken and, and, um, but trying because I live in Atlanta, I live in Georgia and I work with a lot of people who are on the other side of, of what, of, of our, okay. I work with a lot of races. I'll just say, it. <laughs> but you know, um, just still trying to process it and figure out, you know, what we can do. But one thing that I have seen is, is uh, this week is I've seen us stand with the oppressed. And I think that's what we have to do. I think we get into our prayer bag, which we need to be praying, um, but we get in our prayer bag and we just don't want to leave the house. And we just like, you know, but no, I think we need to be there. I'm not saying burning down buildings and breaking glass, but we yeah. should be walking <laughs> beside because that's one thing like, look at, when the floods happened in um, Houston and uh, I, I still hear people to this day condemning Joel Osteen, however you feel about him, this is not about him, but the fact that they didn't open the doors of the church to people right. who needed a place to go, they're right. still condemning us as the church as a whole because of mm-hmm. that decision. I'm, and, mm-hmm. and so I think we need to, like, I see Lecrae and like my team at city takers and Scott free and all these people still out. I, I haven't been out because my wife asked me to stay home. So I, I just kind of led by that example, but I see people out like out and marching and standing against standing with the oppressed and, and, but proclaiming the gospel, not with a bullhorn and a sign that says Jesus saves. No, like I'm standing right here with you. Let me pray with you. Let me tell you, let me comfort you. And I think as the mm-hmm. church, I don't even think about it as CHH. I'm just thinking as the body period, That's we have right, to be there right. to comfort people 
to to mm-hmm. explain to them in this time, even if we need, mm-hmm. even if those moments of explaining are explaining to ourselves, because we're dealing mm-hmm. with it too. We're all right. people of color, so I think like as as Christian hip, I don't want to hear your song about it. I want to see you being about it. I want to see you standing mm-hmm. with people, um, and explaining to people that God is still God. And that he's going to get us on the other side of this, but you know, still at the same time dealing with our own anger. You know, of course, you know you want to go and protest and burn a building down as well because you can understand we're fed up with seeing people that look like our family members dying at the hands of police. So, you know, I just feel like as a body, as the body, we got to be there for people. Um, and as Christian hip hop artists, we don't need to worry. Uh, uh, what I've seen some people I know doing selling merch that has to do with this, or well, let me put a song out that goes along with this so that I could get my numbers up. No, stand with the people, mm-hmm. stand with the oppressed. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And and vend- you're tuned in to the thinking out loud. giving voice to issues that matter to you. Congratulations to Pastor Michael Nimmons for over 20,000 streams and downloads. Rate, review, and subscribe to the Thinking Out Loud radio show podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Radio.com, and MichaelNimmons.com. Tune in today. The Thinking Out Loud radio show giving voice to issues that matter to you. The people have spoken. From Minneapolis, Minnesota, to London, England, from New Zealand to New York City. Black Lives Matter and I Can't Breathe are the sentiment of people around the world. Dr. King was right. Injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. We must do everything we can to continue to march, protest, and rally for justice. Let us march on until victory is won. An important message from the Thinking Out Loud radio show. You're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with Pastor Michael Nimmons. Don't you dare touch that dial. I hope you enjoy part two of the state of Christian hip hop. Let's hear the conclusion of this informative and insightful panel discussion.
and help help these people feel comforted in this in this time. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's how I feel. Yeah. I agree. Every everything double said, just double, double it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, yeah. <laughs> and on top of that, I would say talk to your uh, non people of color friends because they're going through it too. And it's like it's really easy for us to be like, okay, finally we got y'all attention. You know, now y'all want to do something, but you still have to go deal with other people on a daily basis. And what I learned this week was a very humbling lesson. I didn't, I didn't know that I don't really share my struggle with people that don't look like me because why would I? So I got a lot of, I got a lot of inboxes and texts and phone calls. Like, how can I help? You know, I'm here, I'm listening, but what can I do? And a lot of people feel that way. I had one lady on my Facebook. She said, you know, I, I don't like what's going on, but really I'm just scared. It's not that I'm, I'm fr- it's not that I don't want to help. I just don't know how. So I would say it's, it's a tough thing, but Hey, if you have some friends who you know that they're not really racist, but they're going through it just like you're going through it now that they're, they're, they're their level of you is heightened a little bit now. So it's like, you kind of, it's a good opportunity to really open that door and, and preach the gospel yes but also share with them who you are and then also just hey ask them you know like what would you want to do you know like or would you want to have a meeting would you want to educate your people about the things that i go through like it's it's going to take the whole world right now the whole world is watching and it's like a perfect opportunity to talk about your situation i never shared that i've been pulled over a whole bunch. I was pulled over pregnant. My husband was followed home twice. We don't live in the hood. We live in a nice area. And, you know, I, I will confront the police. I've done that. But I've never shared that. I didn't realize I've never shared it. You know what I mean? Because I'm so busy being nice, doing music, you know, going to minister. I never thought that I should also put in there the struggle that we deal with, you know. So now I want to be more vocal not to be out here just every single day is I'm black, I'm bleakity, 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 black, y'all. But it's like, I, I understand it's my responsibility to share that I have three black sons and a black daughter. You know, it's like, that's my, it's my team. This is my tribe. So, um, you know, and I want them protected when they're out there and our mommy's not there, you know? So it's like, it's our responsibility to teach and educate uh, people, even though we don't want to, you feel like they should just know. And some of the people, they really didn't know until this week. I'll be honest with you. Some people have been they've been walking in a bubble like, well, life is good. You know, y'all can work here. You can get all the benefits I can get. Your life is great. You know, what's your problem? But they didn't really know we were getting murdered every day. Now, if you look on TV or on the Internet, you, you see it everywhere. Where did they get all this footage from? How come this footage wasn't playing last week? Right. What nobody planned is what nobody planned this footage last week. This is footage from 15 years ago. So it's like it's been a problem, but a lot of people didn't know because it wasn't allowed to be on the screen the way it is allowed to be on the screen now. So George Floyd, shout out to him and his family. God bless you guys. He really cracked that door open for everybody to say no more, no more, no more killing us from this. This is the line. This was the line in the sand. This was it. Like it took this man right here to just really turn the whole world up and be like, yeah, yeah, I'm not going to get to do that again. Like we're, we're done. This is where we tap out. We're done, but it's a, it's consistency. So even after all the anger and everybody's kind of settled, we have to keep pushing and educate our people as well, but educate others. 
you and let them know, you know, like what's really going on. We're human, just like you. It's a human issue. It's not even a color issue, but I don't want to get into that. It's like you, you have yet to accept me as a human because I was brought here and I was property. So you haven't even gotten to the fact that I'm a human yet. Forget the color. It's like you should be treating me the same way you want to be treated. You should be looking at me the same way you look at your daughter or your niece or your nephew. Like, I, I, I imagine my son's faces, all of them, underneath that man's neck. And I was mm. running, and I just burst into tears. Each time, I just kept crying and crying because I was like, that could have been my child. So that's, my, that's, my, that's the thing that got me this week was like, yeah, no, we're not, we're not doing this no more. This is where we tap out. And we got to, I didn't, people were like, why would you post on your, like, at, this is another thing with y'all Christians. I am not here for you telling me what I can't, and can't post on my timeline. Oh, you got to be careful because you don't want people to think you so pro-black, this, that. And I was like, but I am black though. And I should be pro me and my family. And, you know, and as a Christian, as my brother and sister in Christ, you should care about what's ailing me, what's hurting me. You should care about that and not be so concerned about what it looks like that I posted that the whole world is on fire and yeah. And I, and I don't feel any type of way about it. Yeah. Like everybody, you got to respect how people feel right now. And I'm done with my rant because I'll go on and on about this, but it's, it's just time right now to change, to go minister, serve, and really to share what the struggle is, has been and come up with some solutions like now, like now. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who got next? I'll take I don't it. I'll take it. Uh, I'll try to be quick. It's a it's a heavy topic though, and he, you know, the host asked a lot of questions, and there's a lot of stuff I want to answer in that. But I'll answer how I feel. Um, I'm it's kind of like double numb. I'm frustrated. I'm hurt. I'm angry. Uh, you know, and what I'm seeing, um, it's, it's like, it's like, it's kind of like, I see a little bit of both sides of things. Like what I mean, the positive side of it and the negative side of it. I see people who are angry. I see people who are hurting. I see people who are scared. I see people who are just realizing it for the first time. Like, wow. These black folks wasn't lying this whole time. Mm-hmm. You know, I see all that. Um, what I, I feel is like people are looking for answers. They're looking for something. Like, like I've seen people want to tear down buildings, which is understandable. I don't agree, but I understand. And there's some people who want to do it peacefully. It's people who are just looking for answers. I'm seeing all these people posting stuff now in some circles is making whites or uh, blacks mad at the whites, mad at the entire police force. They, they hold in the police force like it's his own race. You know, I've seen mm-hmm. that. But on the other side, I see a lot of white people and non-black people <laughs> Uh, standing with us, standing for right. us, talking about it. And it's kind of got me looking at all my friends who are not black, kind of out outside of my eye, looking like waiting for them to post something on Facebook positive. So unfortunately for me, all my friends I know that are not black, they've been standing with me on this. You know, they've been standing up for it. And I think it's a wonderful thing. And it's like Dice said, it's not a black and white issue. It's a racial issue. It's not even about black and white at the end of the day. It's a racial issue. But if we all are the United States, if anybody's being mistreated, we should all be standing there. You know, um, it's, it's hard. It's, it's really upsetting to see people make jokes about it and stuff like that. And there's some, on some front stuff that's like, wow, we come a long way. And the other side, like, dang, we didn't go that far at all when people could still be that insensitive about it, seeing how it's tearing this country apart. On the spiritual side, I feel like there's a lot of people waiting for the church to respond. You know, church are responding here and there, and Christians are responding here and there, but it's like everybody's coming at the church. We're the church. We're the church leaders. You know, for me, on the spiritual side, I feel like it's in the Bible, it's like, 
I do believe when negative stuff happens, it sparks a positive thing on the other side of it. So it's kind of like Dice said, he 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 died, but look at everything that's coming on the other side of it. Look at how many people are actually looking. We've been trying to get the people looking for a long time. We have videos of all this stuff happening for since since Rodney King days. And now white people and non-black people and Mexicans and different countries are protesting. So they they are aware. They're standing with us. At the end of the day, um, as far as what CHH can do, I think what Double said was perfect. You know, we need to be out there in the community. Those who are allowed to, and, and if it's wise for us to be out there, we should be out there. You know, giving them answers, give, being present. You know, praying, ministering, leading. You know, we have God in us, and we're supposed to be in the midst of the community. So we should be out there. But on the artistic level. I, I would like to see a We Are The World type song. I know every time, like, when it's something that needs to be brought to awareness, a song with a bunch of dope artists coming together did have impact. We Are The World, uh, they did it with the, when, um, when the, when the, Twin Towers fell, you know, they had all the artists come together, they had the, the, the Marvin Gaye remake, what's going on? And those songs are powerful and moving. I think we do need that too. We need we need guidance, we need mm-hmm. uplifting. And you know, mm-hmm. and even if you're in the community, you can only reach so many people while you stay in the community. But if you put a song right. together, yeah, different I think, artists mm-hmm. from different yeah. songs are coming together, they can reach people. Mm-hmm. And I think right. it's like to Double's not, point, not, if people not, are really trying to do it just to make money, that's different. But mm-hmm. as artists, this is how we create, it's the gift of God. I gave, gave us. I, I agree that we should mm-hmm. definitely should be using it mm-hmm. to some level to, you know, encourage people and, and to affect some kind of change. Shouts yeah. out again to Kim Pratt. She's really been blowing up the YouTube chat. Uh, she threw, uh, she said, uh, self destruction. Remember that? Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Self-destruction. <laughs> right, yep. right, right. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Yeah, that's it's time for it's time for that that uh that kind of song. Who, who else wants yeah. to chime in? Yeah, I I think you know looking at the, I mean from the from the aspect of a, a black man, you know I've I've definitely, man, I mean the the area I live in, or you know we've all dealt with racism, you know, mm-hmm. and and I don't know, and, and hopefully people don't take this wrong. I don't know how much, you know, our protesting, I don't know how much it's going to really change if, mm-hmm. if, if God doesn't change things. And, and, and I say that to say not making light of what happened because what happened is horrible and we live with that every day. I mean, I live in the area where I, I just hate it, like driving even to work, you know, because you would get mm-hmm. pulled over. I remember just getting pulled mm-hmm. over for, you know, my my license plate light being out not like not the tail light my license plate light or the mm. license plate was dirty or you know just any reason to pull you over and harass you you know and i was mm-hmm. just looking like 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 dice was saying you know i mean i have friends that are are, are you know caucasian or friends that are you know of other races and you know some of them mm-hmm. stand to the side like you know what what can we do you know and, mm-hmm. and so and, and that's that's my thing i it's, i think there's a danger to turn this into a white versus black. I don't know if anybody right. saw the guy in the truck that like, you know, the Walmart truck, the guy, right. guy, the guy ended up getting killed, you know, in from a Walmart truck, but, but they were like about to attack the guy in the truck, you know, and, and, you know, some, some of the people that in the neighborhood were saying, well, he was wrong. But if that was you in the truck 
and there's people trying to attack the truck. I mean, I would have took off in the truck. I wouldn't have stood around and waited for, you know, and unfortunately somebody lost their life. And so I just want to say, you know, from the spiritual aspect, I mean, we definitely have to realize, you know, who's pulling the strings, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And, and, Mm -hmm. and what the outcome, uh, what, what he wants the outcome to be, You, you know what I'm saying? I mean, Guys ain't like around here and like fatigues and, and you know and Kevlar vests and carrying uh assault weapons like like I live in Michigan. I know all y'all saw the video of the guys at the Capitol with you know, but it's it's the evil, man, in people that make these guys think that's what they want. But that ain't really what they want. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They, they they think mm-hmm. they want a, a racial war and that's not what they want. You know, but but mm-hmm. that's what they want. You know, and just imagine, just imagine, just imagine it being an explosion of a racial. Okay, what about all those people who have relatives who married the people, you know, of other races? What what happens after that? You know what I'm saying? If God doesn't intervene, like what happens if they're like an explosion of of just racial, you know, tension and and violence? What where do we go from there? You know what I'm saying? B. DeAndre? Well, uh, I'll just say that, you know, first that I just numb. Initial, my initial response, it was just like something else, you know, uh, being involved in the, you know, Rodney King riots. I mean, of course, we see with Michael Brown. With, I mean, we can just go on down the line and there's just been riot upon riot upon riot. And uh, it just gets to the point where like you, you, you want to know what's going on, but at the same time, you do fight with just putting yourself in a bubble, you know, because mm-hmm. it could just be too much, um, you know. And then when you do expose yourself to what's going on, then you then you get opportunities to read very racist and ignorant comments. Um, but then you know they're not taking into consideration the full scope of the, of, of all that's going on. So if you're looking at somebody that's getting shot because they had a broken taillight or somebody that you broke into their house and shot them or, you know, they just eating ice cream and, you know, and it always ends up being some excuse as to, you know, why it was mm-hmm. justified, not even taking into consideration that it was a person's life. Um, yeah, it just makes you numb. I mean, you know, even to the point mm-hmm. where we, we had the coroner say that um, the initial coroner said that, you know, Floyd's um, death wasn't by, you know, asphyxiation, um, asphyxiation, <laughs> yeah. but then natural for the family to do a second one. And it turns out that's exactly what it was. Right. Yeah. It just well, sends this message. Like, am I crazy? You know what I'm saying? It's like, we're always consistently, are we crazy? You know, gaslighting. So like, get shot. It's all gaslighting. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. Philando Castillo gets shot and, you know, but then I sometimes, you know, I, I had to, I, I've had to just pray and unplug, unplug because I'm thinking like, mm-hmm. okay, well, why now? Why are you all of a sudden feeling mm-hmm. the weight of what's going on now? Is it just because mm-hmm. you, the coronavirus and you stuck in the house and you're actually having to see exactly what's going on? Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, that, it, it's just a sad thing. I always have to make sure that I get in my word and I dedicate, you know, things to prayer so that I can be yeah. mindful and understand <clears throat> that this is a sin problem yeah. and not necessarily a race problem. If everybody mm-hmm. really followed the teaching of Jesus and read the scripture, mm-hmm. 
and mm-hmm. understood it to its full degree, then we wouldn't even have this as an issue. So, this is Michael Eric Dyson, and when I'm in Detroit, I listen to the Thinking Out Loud radio show, dropping that knowledge, giving that inspiration, giving us that enlightenment. Nobody does it like Brother Michael does it. Do your thing. Holla. Peace. The Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. Author and speaker, Dr. Eddie Connor. Uh, I was reading something the other day, and it's, it's interesting. Uh, it's been 50 years since uh, Dr. King was killed. 50 years later, they're still killing kings, you know, uh, to, to really speak truth to power, but also to... I know times are tough. We have a lot going on right now. This is uncharted territory. But remember, God is still in control. I'm radio host Michael Nemes with a word of encouragement just for you. We're going to get through this together. Let's remember those who are on the front lines tackling this virus head on. Our thoughts and prayers are with you. You are the real heroes. And to those who lost loved ones because of the virus, we are still yet praying for you. Those who tested positive for the virus, this is not your end. You are going to get through this. We are going to get through this. Let's do what we can to stay positive, stay connected, stay home, stay healthy, and most importantly, stay safe. An important message from the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Giving voice to issues that matter to you. interview with him, but my very first column called for the city of Louisville to have a museum for him because at that time there was nothing bearing his name except a little strip of street, you know, how it works in some cities where Martin Luther King Boulevard is in a part of town, but in the rest of the town it's named something else. That column ran and the mayor and other folks who knew better and who were embarrassed by it said, okay, it's time. And that helped lead to this effort that had been going on for some time to raise $80 million to build the Muhammad Ali Center, which now exists on the banks of the Ohio River. We bring you the best minds who deliver their best thoughts only on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. should be the next book you purchase. Written by radio host and minister, Michael Nimmons. Vision is an insightful, thought-provoking book that is also a helpful tool in getting you to see your life through God's eyes. Vision Endorsed by best-selling authors Dr. Eddie Connor and Kim Brooks and mega-pastor Bishop Charles H. Ellis III. Vision is a life-changing book that you need in your personal library. Get your copy today. Available everywhere books are sold online or at michaelnimmons.com. Get your copy today. Vision. 
stay tuned for more motivation, more inspiration, and more empowerment on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Keep it locked. Tonight's thought of the week comes from one of the most iconic and uh, well-spoken civil rights leaders of uh, this generation, Reverend Al Sharpton, who recently spoke at uh, one of George Floyd's uh, memorial services uh, in Minneapolis, Minnesota, just recently. And uh, we wanted to share an excerpt of this powerful eulogy during tonight's thought of the week. Take a listen. I want us to not sit here and act like we had a funeral on the schedule. George Floyd should not be among the deceased. He did not die of common health conditions. He died of a common American criminal justice malfunction. He died because of there has not been the corrective behavior that has taught this country that if you commit a crime, it does not matter whether you wear blue jeans or a blue uniform, you must pay for the crime you commit. So it is not a normal funeral. It is not a normal circumstance, but it's too common. And we need to deal with it. Let me ask those of you that in the traditions of eulogies need a scriptural reference. Go to Ecclesiastes third chapter. First verse says, to everything there is a time and a purpose and season under the heavens. I'm going to leave it there. I saw somebody standing in front of a church the other day when had been boarded up as a result of violence. Held the Bible in his hand. I've been preaching since I was a little boy. i never seen anyone hold a Bible like that, but I'll leave that alone. But since he held the Bible, if he's watching us today, I would like him to open that Bible. And I'd like him to read Ecclesiastes 3. To every season, there's a time and a purpose. And I think that It is our job to let the world know when we see what is going on in the streets of this country.
and in Europe, around the world, that you need to know what time it is. First of all, we cannot use Bibles as a prop. And for those that have agendas that are not about justice, this family will not let you use George as a prop. If you want to get your stuff off, don't use him. Let us stand for what is right. Because when, when I got the call from Attorney Crump, and usually when he calls me, it's not to find out how I'm doing. It's usually because something happened that he wants National Action Network and I to get involved. And he explained to me what was happening with this case. And I'd already heard about it in the media. And immediately I said, well, let me know what you want me to do. He said, whatever you need to do. One of, one of the things, Martin, that I've always had to deal with is critics would say, all Al Sharpton wants is publicity. Well, that's exactly what I want. Because nobody calls me to keep a secret. People call me to blow up issues that nobody else would deal with. I'm the blow up man and I don't apologize for that. Because you get away too much with hiding things. Honey has talked about y'all putting clothes in the oven to have the clothes dried. Well, I didn't grow up in the third world, but I grew up in third world. I grew up in Brownsville, and we had roaches. Now, I know Kevin Hart and some of the rich Hollywood folk here don't know what roaches are, but we had roaches, ludicrous. And one thing I found out about roaches is that if you keep the light off, if you're in the dark, a roach will pull up to your dinner table and have a five-course meal. So I learned that one of the ways to deal with roaches is if you cut the light on, I could run them roaches and track them down. And I've spent all my life chasing roaches all over this country. As soon as I talked to the family and got the details and heard that among George's last words was I can't breathe with a knee on his neck. I immediately thought about Eric Garner. I did the eulogy at his funeral and I called his mother and I said, I know we're not going out because of the coronavirus, but 
This is so much like Eric. If we could arrange some private way to go to Minneapolis, would you go? And she said, Rev. Al, I'm already packing. Let me know. Tyler Perry said, I'll give the families the plane, whatever y'all need, because this is wrong. Robert Smith said, don't worry about the funeral cost. People across economic and racial lines started calling and getting in. And we flew out here, her and I, last Thursday. And when I stood at that spot, reason it got to me is George Floyd's story has been the story of black folks. Because ever since 401 years ago, the reason we could never be who we wanted and dreamed to be in is you kept your knee on our neck. We were smarter than the underfunded schools you put us in, but you had your knee on our neck. We could run corporations and not hustle in the street, but you had your knee on our neck. We had creative skills. We could do whatever anybody else could do, but we couldn't get your knee off our neck. What happened to Floyd happens every day in this country, in education, in health services, and in every area of American life. It's time for us to stand up in George's name and say, get your knee off our necks. That's the problem no matter who you are. We thought maybe we had a complex, T.I., maybe it was just us. But even blacks that were broke through, you kept your knee on that neck. Michael Jordan won all of these championships and you kept digging for mess because you got to put a knee on our neck. housewives would run home to see a black woman on TV named Oprah Winfrey and you mess with her because you just can't take your knee off our neck. Man comes out of a single parent home, educates himself and rises up and becomes the president of the United States and you ask him for his birth certificate. Because you can't take your knee off our neck. The reason why we're marching all over the world is we were like George. We couldn't breathe, not because there was something wrong with our lungs, but you wouldn't take your knee off our neck. We don't want no favors. Just get up off of us and we can be and do whatever we can be.
Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed tonight's show. Uh, we uh, truly enjoyed all of uh, our guests on the panel for the state of Christian hip hop. Shouts out again to Dice Gamble, Ty Scott King, Double ATL, Epic, Steph Swig, Good Son, and uh, B Rutt for being on the panel. We've got to come back and do a Christian hip, a state of Christian hip hop part two, guys. We got to do that. Uh, there are more that we can discuss, more things we can talk about. I was really geeking out talking about Christian hip hop. It's one of my favorite genres of music. I love it when I go jogging, listening to it. It helps keep me motivated, uh, keep my heart rate pumping, and and uh, and keeps me energized uh, on my uh, daily jog. So I enjoy Christian hip hop, and I know uh, you do as well. So we got to put together a part two uh, for that. Uh, well, guys, again, remember, uh, next Tuesday, June the 16th at 8 p.m., we're going to be sharing with you a powerful and insightful interview we had with Dr. Peniel Joseph, author of The Sword and Shield, The Revolutionary Lives of Malcolm X and Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. We'll be, we're going to be discussing everything from the Civil Rights Movement to George Floyd. Guys, you don't want to miss this powerful interview we have coming up next week. Uh, we've posted that on our Thinking our loud Facebook fan page. We've posted it on Twitter and Instagram. So help us get the word out, guys. Spread the word. You don't want to miss next week's show, Tuesday, June the 16th at 8 p.m. We're also going to be posting it on our YouTube Thinking Out Loud TV channel as well. So stay tuned for that. Guys, got a lot of things coming up. Again, remember to like our Thinking Out Loud Facebook fan page. You want to stay in the loop. You want to stay to know what's going on with the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Remember to follow us on all of our social media platforms on Instagram and Twitter at TOL Radio Host MSN. Drop us an email at contact at michaelnimmons.com or stop by our website and leave us a comment right from our Thinking Out Loud official show page, michaelnimmons.com. Guys, I thank you so much for tuning in each and every week. Next week, celebrating 160 episodes. I cannot believe it, but we are here. In just a few months, guys, we're going to be celebrating three years of Thinking Out Loud radio show. I mean, we've had we've covered a lot of ground, but we still have yet a lot of a lot more ground to cover. And I thank you for tuning in each and every week. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Your support helps us to increase our exposure across the world wide web. Well, until next time, always. Please remember, if you think it, you can believe it. If you can believe it, you can see it. If you can see it, you can be it. If you can be it, you can achieve it. The power rests within you. The mind is the most powerful muscle in your body. Use what you got to get what you want. The power is in you. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Thanks for listening. show if you like the show be sure to subscribe to the podcast to get more info about the show and the ministry visit michaelnemons.com 
Want to book radio host Michael Nimmons for your next special event? Send an email to contact at michaelnimmons.com. Tune in every Tuesday at 8 p.m. for the Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you.